0: Hey everyone, welcome back to So Money, I'm your host Farnoosh Tarabi, how you doing? You know, in researching my latest book, When She Makes More, which is out uh, in paperback later this month, I reached out to some of the most renowned experts across the country in the field of money and relationships, and I came across Dr. Corey Allen, who is our guest today. Corey is a husband, he's a father, he's an author, he's a speaker, as well as a marriage and family therapist and a licensed professional counselor with a PhD in family therapy. He has a private practice in mckinney texas and he's the founder of a great website called simplemarriage.net and uh, over at simple marriage it's an online resource that aims at helping marriages not just survive but as he says thrive and corey likes to help people and he likes to do that uh, with a dose of spirituality he likes to show people how to keep it simple be passionate live in community with others, enjoy the ride. And all of these tenets, all of these ideals, uh, he really relates it beautifully to money in the relationship, you know, and how to have a harmonious, simple, passionate, joyful financial relationship with your partner, when the reality is, is that many couples come to a relationship with differing financial mindsets and stories, and he's got some wonderful teachings on how to have a healthier relationship with money in your relationship, whether you're married or just dating or living with someone. Three takeaways from our interview with Corey, how simplifying your life can help you lead a richer life, how he grew up in a household where money was pretty taboo and how that impacted him as an adult, and how today he navigates money differences with his wife And, you know, he speaks from experience. He and his wife are financial opposites, but they get through it. And not only do they get through it, but they thrive. Here is Dr. Corey Allen. Corey Allen, welcome to So Money. Great to have you on the show.
1: I am looking forward to this. You
0: know, uh, for listeners, uh, Corey is a uh, – as I sent, mentioned in the introduction, he is a, very experienced in the space of marriage therapy, particularly as it has to do with sometimes money issues, as money is a huge, huge factor in a lot of uh, our relationship happiness. And when I was writing When She Makes More, which comes out in paperback at the end of April, shameless plug, uh, I tapped Corey. I, I fell upon one of his blog posts on his site, marriage, uh, SimpleMarriage.net, dot net. Where he, you talk about this dynamic of he making more, he making less than she, and, and how that plays out in a marriage. So I just wanna say thanks, Corey, for all your insights, your tips and advice. It's in the book, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but beyond money, I mean, really, your mission is to help people have healthier, happier marriages. How did you decide this was your calling? <laughs>
1: um, well, I, I, it's one of those things I think I always knew I was gonna be in the therapy world. Uh, growing up just that's that's kind of my family of origin um it's my father and my sister um that we all are in the field to some degree in 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 a various capacity so it's one of those i knew i was going to do it and largely i think it's because you could do this for your lifetime i mean that's there's not an end you know the the beauty of working with couples and with people is the older you get the more credibility you get just because you're older Mm -hmm. and and so I've kind of enjoyed that and just the thought of, hey, I can do this my entire life. And that's something that is appealing rather than having to jump to careers, which seems to be kind of a trend.
0: Mm-hmm. How often does money come up in your counseling sessions?
1: Um, well, it's it's one of the big three. Uh, what are the being, other two? <laughs> uh, sex and kids slash in-laws. Mm. Um, so... It's one of those things that it is a big component of of what causes a lot of crisis and struggle for couples. Um, and it's you know it, this isn't a no this is a no brainer kind of a statement. You know when the economy's good, it's not as big a deal. Mm-hmm. When when the economy's bad, it's a big deal. <laughs> so and I think it's tar- I think that's largely tied to the the meaning that we attach to money and how oftentimes there's such a variety of meanings that each couple has or each person has for that matter.
0: And that's really the foundation, right? People coming to a relationship with differing viewpoints, differing philosophies, philosophies about money, not so much um, the day to day stuff, but it's really the the kind of like foundational philosophical mindset differences that people have.
1: Right. Right. I think and I mean, we have the way I think of it Farnished, and this. I think this is what you talked to me about with with your book um, was the idea that we have a relationship with money just like we have a relationship with people. And so if we could get each person in a marriage, for example, to look at their relationship with with money and then also see what their spouse's relationship is with money, oftentimes you can get a better, better picture of what you're really disagreeing about or what you're frustrated about because, you know, the classic is one of you has a relationship with money because money equals security and stability Whereas another, the money equals power or success. And so if you have both of those in the same relationship, it's easy to see where one of you is going to be really nitpicky about things and the other is going to be, no, 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 we need more, 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 more. And oftentimes it's it's until you can get a better picture of what's going on underneath, it causes a lot of angst.
0: Mm-hmm. It's workable. It's fixable in many cases. People have to put in the work though. That's... That's all, that takes time. Which,
1: yeah, it you know, does, and it is, takes some honesty,
0: mm-hmm. vulnerability. Absolutely. Tell us what's new for your uh, your 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 uh, your group, your therapy, your your business. I see that you have um, rebranded a little bit online. Things are good. Things are picking up.
1: They are, and you put a shameless plug in for a book. I've got one coming out hopefully in the summer that kind of is, what the way I'm thinking of it is taking simplemarriage.net, which is the blog I've been doing for seven years now, and just putting it all in book form and just Mm -hmm. kind of capturing everything that's the crux of what I believe when it comes to marriage. And the main idea of that is that marriage is designed to grow us up, not make us happy. And if we look at it right, what goes on between us, we actually then discover more happiness than we thought we could.
0: Well, that's a philosophy I've never heard about with regards to marriage. Marriage is meant to help us grow up, not make us happy. Right. What about money? When it comes to money, what's your biggest financial philosophy?
1: Um, The biggest probably is just keep it simple. Um, (laughs) That the the concept that we can get so much uh, that we want with it, and what we want to do with it, that we don't realize it's it's just a component of a larger picture. That you know, obviously, money you have to have to survive in this world, but there's also a lot you can do without it. That I mean, there's look at the, the big minimalist movement that's been going on for years now and the simplification movements that have been going on for years now and how people can live off the grid and travel and do all these different things. And, you know, some of them aren't really making a whole lot of money that would make you think you could do those things. So it's just really getting a, a clear focus on what's your goal, mm-hmm. what what is and then what do you need to accomplish that?
0: But things are so comforting
1: Dr. Allen. (laughs) Yes, they are. I'm
0: I'm, I'm sitting I'm lying on your couch here and I'm like, oh, but I love all my (laughs) crap. You know, like it makes me who I am. It's I have memories and things that I buy and I Mm -hmm. I get the whole simplicity movement. I wish I could be one of those people living in a tiny house with 186 square feet in the middle of Tennessee. By the way, I'm not exaggerating. I've been to these homes. I've covered them for the
1: news. Mm -hmm.
0: But what kind of mind shift has to happen? It's really hard.
1: Yeah, it is, but it, it, think of it this way, that a lot of times, what you, and, you, and you touched on it with your statement just a minute ago, that a lot of times what we really are struggling with is comfort, mm-hmm. is what is it that makes us comfortable? And when you add that to a marriage context and even a family context, you fight about what makes, if it's not a moral issue between anybody in the, in the relationship, what you're fighting about is what makes you comfortable and what brings you relief. That's it you know, I'm more comfortable doing it this way. I'm more comfortable saving X amount of, of dollars each month or I'm more comfortable spending or I'm more comfortable with this kind of debt. Or, I'm, you know, so it's, it's just in all that, it comes into how you were raised, what, your, what the messages were growing up, what you're bringing into this, what you really want, what kind of path you have. So I think a lot of it is seeing that this aspect of your relationship is just a piece of the puzzle, that there's more to it. That obviously the things we own, we want, we, we have them for a reason, but it's it's trying to go through your house and realize what's the point of each of these. Why mm-hmm. do I have this? What does this really mean? And if it's kind of not in line with what I want to be or where we're heading or or a dream or whatever, then maybe you can reevaluate and do it a piece at a time.
0: How do you balance in a relationship being outside of your comfort zone because it's for the greater good perhaps right and being with a partner that makes you feel comfortable that allows you to be comfortable
1: um does that make sense not really i think i have an idea um cuz i feel
0: like you know if you're going outside of your comfort zone like you said you know to for the greater good um but but we marry people we are in relationships because we want to find our partner our soulmate which is comforting. So sure. how do we reconcile those two things?
1: Well, we can to a degree, but we can't also because what we often find, I mean, you've, you've been in a relationship a while. I'm, I'm taking the leap just because of what I know about you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's one of those when, when we're talking about relationships with somebody else, oftentimes what draws us to them is what's going to drive us crazy about them later. Right. Um, Opposites because, attract. Right. Right. And, and, but, but that's part of the people growing process that I believe marriage is designed for. So it's realizing that if I have a certain way I want to view things or a certain way I want to do things, that's just because that's what I want. Um, classic example I've got is I'm married to a CPA. And so she is a nitpicky, devil in the details, loves Excel spreadsheets woman. And, loves budget talk. Well, I was raised in a family that money was secret. We never talked about it. It was always one of those, you know, back to school shopping with my mom was always met at the end with don't tell your father about this. I'll tell him what we bought later. And so I had this message of we don't ever talk about money and I marry a woman who wants to talk about money and it makes me uncomfortable, even though what we want together is probably going to be more likely realized if we'll talk about it. So, it's, it's not my job to make her stop talking about it or being comfortable <laughs> with it, but it's also her job to lighten up a little bit like me. And so it's, it's kind of that back and forth that right. we both have to give in on it. We both have to view what's going on and not make it a personal issue between us, but make it a personal issue within us.
0: I totally agree, and I would just add to that, kind of stemming from what you already said about communication, it has to be this fluid, constant thing, right? You don't just talk right. about money when there's an issue, right? Uh, because then you're going to really, you know, it's it's very hard to get on the same page, especially if you've got all this emotional baggage and, and right. differences. Well, you talked a little bit about growing up and how money was a bit of a taboo topic in your household. I'd like to transition out and, and learn more about your money memories, especially your earliest ones. What's your biggest money memory as a kid, perhaps growing up, that you think kind of shaped the way that you view the world with through this financial lens today?
1: Well, it's, it's got to be that secret th- thing of it that I, I still remember my parents having to have a, having a conversation about money um, because we had just moved when I was a little kid. And they, so as we moved, there was um, double mortgages for a, a time. So obviously things got really tight for my family because the house we were moving from in Texas did not sell, and so I, I just remember them talking about it and seeing the the anguish on their fa- on their faces and kind of hearing from my father he did not want to be talking about this and she, my mom did not want to you know so it was just that okay I, I'm not going to bring up anything awkward in regards to money you know with them I, you know and it, and it's just one of those messages that. If you look at it in context, it makes sense on why that would be a really stressful time. But, you know, to a seven, eight-year-old boy, that I don't understand that. And so I think that was the message that just first implanted in me, you know, money is not something we talk about. Money is not something we discuss. And and I, I still battle that. I mean, my wife has figured out ways to bring up budget talk in a softer way.
0: How? I'm
1: curious. Um, well, it started... It, it started because she got really smart, I think, in, in realizing one of the things we love is is traveling. And lots of, lots of times we love uh, road trips just because we can see the countryside and stop and see a bunch of different things along the way. And so she figured out, you know, if we're in the middle of a 15-hour road trip, that's a great time to have budget talk because I can't go anywhere. You know, I can't, I can't get away from the conversation, which I would figure out ways to do when we were at home. And so... <laughs> And then she would also frame it in, okay, hey, what if? Let's talk about what we could be doing in five years, ten years from now. What kind of trips we could, you know? So it's kind of, I I feel manipulated, Farnoosh. But she
0: traps you down. It sounds well,
1: <laughs> it, but it, it, it. I give her credit because that's working to her advantage to bring it up. But she also realizes, hey, we we have a lot of things in line with what we want to accomplish. This is just my thing. I got to get over and deal with and. Mm-hmm. So through the through the course of those kinds of conversations I've learned anytime I start to get my feathers ruffled or defensive about this kind of conversation I'll tell her straight out it's like honey I I don't know why I'm defensive about this but let's keep talking don't let my discomfort stop the conversation you know if How grown I, up of you Well I, I I have my moments See how we come full of, circle of here? being grown up <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, I really, I really appreciate that, and I, I think that'll help a lot of our listeners. Because, yeah, I mean, the fact is, most of us come to the marriage or the relationship with differing financial sentiments and mm-hmm. uh, demeanors, histories, you know, stories. Uh, the the fact that you're you're acknowledging that you're different, and that you know you realize it's not because one person is better than the other; it's just the reality. But that right. you got to get through things together. You got to put on your big girl and your big boy undies yep. and work this out.
1: And I also think of it in terms of we sometimes, you know, I'm the pie in the sky kind of a guy with the, you know, head in the clouds, creative, um, always coming up with the next big thing idea. And anytime I share it with her early on, I would get just deflated because she would poke holes in it because that's just her who she is. She just is devil in the details. And so I would always, I was hesitant to bring things up early in our marriage just because like, oh, she's just going to dump all over this one and <laughs> and now when you know with my business i've got online and then you know some of the other things i want to do or i'm, I'm kind of looking towards i i let it gel a little more and then i come to her and use her as my as an advantage to say okay honey help me poke holes in this mm-hmm. because you'll see it differently than i do so i try to use that to my advantage to help re- reshape reform Hone in on something that we want to do, or that would be a great idea that could really help a lot of people. Or so it's 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 using her strengths as as I can, rather than seeing them as something that's against me.
0: How again? It's very big boy of you.
1: (laughs) Again, I have my moments. Yeah, I know. know. Yeah.
0: Well, what's your? Would you be willing to share your greatest financial failure? And we'll get to success in a moment, but let's start with failure. What happened? How did you overcome it?
1: Um. Wow, the greatest failure. Pro- well, there's the t- there's two that come to mind. One is um, the belief I had that credit cards were just okay, that there that debt was normal, and and I, I look back on that and just realize, man, that was a deep, deep hole that I brought into our relationship, and largely because that's that whole you know, credit card companies got smart or manipulative, however you want to interpret it by giving credit cards to college kids. And that's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, just the whole idea of the relationship I've had with debt, I would say it was a failure. And and now we're on the complete opposite side of that. And it's fantastic to, to see it that way. Um, the other is, and I don't know if it's necessarily a failure, just because we've learned so much is, um, Those are eight, the best
0: kinds of failures. It,
1: well, it's true because like eight, nine years—well, no, this would have been like 10, 11 years ago—we owned a company that my wife worked at, and it went under. And and it, that's it. You, you learn a whole lot when you're facing uh, losing everything—not just a company, but losing your house and and everything you've worked for. And so you know, go to go from you know take a seventy-five percent pay cut for a while and li- live off of nothing for a couple years when I thought we were well beyond that. You, know, you you learn a whole lot of what's important and that's what I think that's what put us on the simplicity task just because we realized we don't need a lot of stuff maybe and so that i mean that was a failure that turned into a success because we 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 both learned a bunch from that
0: yeah it was a a, a great lesson in hindsight mm-hmm. okay let's flip it and talk success uh, perhaps the success with your business sounds like getting out of credit card debt was very successful for you guys. What would you you say is your greatest, proudest financial moment?
1: Um, it's probably just the idea of, of being able to live well within our means that being able to flip that, that I, that I talked about with it was probably one of my failures was that I, I thought I was supposed to live a certain way or could live a certain way because of credit cards and realizing, wait, hold on. I can, I can, I can live much more simply. I can live much more focused and, and ha- actually have more time to enjoy the things I have and enjoy the things I want to do by just living much more simply. And so I would say the, the greatest success I've got is as a family. This is not me. As, as a family is just a complete mind shift of, of what money is and what debt is, more importantly, and trying to stay out of it.
0: Mm-hmm. What's your number one habit for achieving that, your best financial habit?
1: Um well, for me, adding ai s I'm gonna add a spiritual tone to it. It's it's giving. Um I give to I, I give ten percent without fail to church and to other organizations just because I believe that's where whose money it is anyway. So I'm just a steward of it and I wanna keep the first things first. And so to me it's it's trying to keep a a larger mindset than I am the end of the story, but Money can be a resource that helps other people and helps people survive, helps people travel, helps, helps spread God's word, whatever it might be. And so it's just trying to always keep in mind that, you know, I didn't earn this in a sense. I'm just I'm just a steward of it. I'm just responsible for it.
0: I'm a cur- I would like to go down the spiritual path. you for a moment because i think it's really fascinating i don't think i was raised in a super spiritual household i'm um as an adult now i'm as a mother now i'm I'm starting to latch on to things that are a little more spiritual and you know you got to have a lot of faith (laughs) when you're Mm -hmm. a parent now and as a wife i and a business owner how does spirituality what's the biggest benefit i would say of being having that spiritual commitment when it comes to managing your money wisely and um appropriately consciously
1: yeah i think to me it puts it in perspective of a larger story that it's so easy for us i think as humans to get caught up in that we are it you know that that i'm i'm the the pinnacle of the mountain if you will but to realize i live in relationship with other people that i can be a resource for other people that can help um that I can give my time, I can give my money, I can give my talents to other people, and it will help. I mean, I, we all do this to some degree, don't we? Whether, whether there's a spiritual nature to it or not. In general, people help others. And, and we stop and help the person that's broken down on the road or that needs help with a bag or needs help with a door. Or, I mean, we do little things. So I think we all have that in our nature. So to me, it's just all, constantly keeping that mindset. And then when I, you know, I have two little ones as well so it's constantly keeping that mindset of hey we are a part of a bigger story here mm-hmm. you know we are we are a family that we're going to do lots of cool things and but but we're not the only ones that live on the earth you know we we have a responsibility to our neighbors to our friends um even to our enemies but we we have a responsibility to those around us to to make the world better
0: to be stewards i like that yeah. All right, this is, uh, we're almost wrapped here. This has been so much fun. I want to end on a kind of a fast, fun note where I throw out a sentence, you finish it. First thing that comes to your mind. Are you ready?
1: Okay, okay. <laughs>
0: okay, if I won the lottery tomorrow and un just, you know, infinite amounts of money, 100 mm-hmm. million, 500 million, whatever your big number is, the mm-hmm. first thing I would do is?
1: I would get the rest of my family and my wife's family out of debt.
0: wow it's still an issue.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. It is. Oh
0: my goodness.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just because we are my family, my immediate family has, has been down the path. I've, we still have several in the family that, you know, they don't and Mm -hmm. that's okay. We still have good relationships. It's not like, because, Hey, only those that are living simple can be in our world. No, it's, but it's just, I see the burden it's had on my parents and I see the burden it has on my family. And that's, And I was actually just thinking about this the other night. Of oh, that would be so great to just show up at Christmas one day (laughs) and just say, "Hey, by the way, uh, I need a I need an accounting of how much debt you guys got. We got it covered." Wow! You know, I think I what a great gift that would be. That'd just be a fantastic thing to do.
0: Uh, It's like when Oprah gives away like. Yeah. Everybody gets a car. Yeah. yeah. Everybody you know, gets or a here, paid you get this off house balance.
1: Yeah, the family, the family in need gets this house and it's paid for in uh, college. Is, we'll throw in college, too. That's and, the best. Yeah, that's that's how great to actually help somebody in a meaningful way like mm-hmm.
0: that. The one thing I spend my money on that makes my life easier or better is?
1: Um, That makes my life easier or better? Or both. Yeah. Uh, Wow. That's a tough one. The one thing I spend my money on that makes my life easier or better is air conditioning.
0: (laughs) I never got that one before. (laughs) All right.
1: And because you're in the South, we should mention. Yeah. I'm in Texas. So Summers are, are not all, you know, they're, they're pretty hot sometimes.
0: Are you running the AC now? It's only eight. well, it'll be, no, 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 this is,
1: this is a great spring and fall are great times in Texas just because it's, it's going to be like 75 today and it'll be beautiful. I'm I'm driving around in my old Jeep. Yeah. It's awesome today.
0: We're going for like a high of 48 right now, which this is (laughs) in in Brooklyn. This is like you, you're busting out the shorts and the t-shirts Yeah, and I don't wear socks yeah. Uh, with my shoes. So this is, you know, we're getting close. We're
1: getting close. Uh, yeah, you're almost there. Right? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's around the corner. So close. Yes.
0: My biggest guilty pleasure that I spend a lot of money on, probably too much money, is? TV. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. cable. It's...
1: Yeah, just the fact that you have to pay for TV. I mean, because there's so many other sources out there now, but I still pay for it.
0: It's such a pain point. Lots of households struggling with yeah. the cable bill. It is. My, uh, okay. One thing I wish I had known about money growing up, you talked a lot about how money was a sensitive topic in your household. Right. Uh, if there was one lesson you wish you'd learned.
1: um, mm-hmm. All the good it can do. Mm-hmm. Just just seeing what it can really do to somebody else because that's we've had people that when we were in our really low points as far as after the business went under and we were struggling and we had a couple times where we honestly had conversations of, okay, what bill needs to be paid next month and what can be passed on? And it was during those times that just a friend would anonymously drop money off or a family member would say, hey, I've been thinking of you guys here and they would give us exactly what we needed. <laughs> you know, so it's yeah. just. How much good it can do.
0: For, and that the for world people. is abundant. Yes, really.
1: there, there is an abundance, especially in America.
0: Yes, yes. I mean,
1: we have it so good.
0: Yeah.
1: Even if you're struggling, we still have it so good compared to the world. And so just realize I wish I would have known as a kid what money, the good that money can do.
0: Speaking of, when you donate, where do you like to give? I like to give to blank because?
1: <clears throat> we give to the Samaritan Inn, which is... Um, a homeless shelter in, in the County I'm in, in Dallas, it's the only homeless shelter in Collin County. And it works. It, it means its main focus is families that are homeless and they have a great work. And that's where we, we do, we donate time and money there. We go, we love to go up, take the kids and serve food mm. and serve a meal and have our kids see, see that and see friends. And sometimes, you know, that like, Oh, that's, I know them. Uh-oh, you know, just so just to get a better perspective. I like that. Yeah.
0: And finally, I'm so money because
1: <laughs> Oh wow. I'm so money.
0: Yeah. It's a you look, some guests hate this question.
1: I okay. because they're like,
0: ugh, I have to like talk about myself as like I have to brag. Right. But what I say is, you know, the so money catchphrase, it really can mean anything. It's not this, I get it. it's not literally like I'm so you know, oozing right. with money because
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not it's not the I'm it and I'm the above all, I'm no, the no, end no, all be like, all. Yeah. I get you. All
0: my guests are doing uh interesting things with their money and have interesting it. philosophies. And so this is a way to kind of wrap it up.
1: Okay. Now, um I would say to answer that question, it's because my wife and I have just within this last year, she shifted careers to allow us a lot more flexibility because I've I've been working to create a a non-location specific source of income and that's what simple is and and so we're working towards that but the beauty of it is is this summer you know she's a CPA so she's in tax season right now and, and I don't ever see her until April <laughs> 15th but we get the whole month of June uh, to travel. And so, so we're heading West as a family and just going to go see everything we can see for four weeks. And that's, uh, that is so exciting to think about that. We, we would have thought, well, you know, we, we bought in early on, you know, you get the one week, two week vacation at the most, and that's all you get because of careers and kids. And and like, no, 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 let's, let's change it up. Let's, let's kind of live more according to what we want and see if we can make that happen. And so. I'm loving the fact that we're almost about to make that happen.
0: I love that. You know what? I'm going to work on that. That's That's my big takeaway from this interview. How can I, you know, we talk a lot about earning more on this show and how to kind of manage your work life. There's Mm -hmm. no such thing as balance, but if, if your goal is to make more money, to have more flexibility in your life. You got to think about well, how, why, like, what's the right. point? You know, right. like, you don't just make more money to make more money, and then you can buy more things and go on fancier vacations. But if you can actually shift the way that you live your life, right, that is powerful. And yeah, I think, we
1: don't, we didn't want to make it flexible when we're in our sixties. Yeah, you know, we wanted to make it flexible while our kids are still home. And
0: what a gift know, for them, my goodness. I, yeah,
1: I want them. I mean, I have a dream of them having stepped foot on every continent before they go to college, and. I don't know if that'll happen, but we've got one out of the way already. So,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic.
1: Maybe we can do more.
0: Yeah. Keep us posted. Send us postcards. Um, Thank you so much, Dr. Corey Allen. This has been a really wonderful conversation with you, as I knew it would be. Everybody, run to simplemarriage.net. That is uh, your website. Lots of great information. You have a blog. You also have resources there for everybody. Thank you so much.
1: Absolutely. Thanks a lot. It's been fun.
0: Thanks so much to my guest, Dr. Corey Allen. To learn more about Corey, just hop on to simplemarriage.net. You can also follow him on Twitter at Simple Marriage. And as a reminder, if you'd like to win a free 15-minute money session with me, just go onto iTunes and leave a review for the show. Each Saturday, I select one new reviewer to get a 15-minute money blitz with me, and I've been doing this now for well over a month, and I've had the privilege of getting to connect with so many of you. I absolutely love it. So please, if this interests you, leave a review, and hopefully we will connect. And as always, the transcript and comments from this interview and all previous interviews you can find at SoMoneyPodcast.com. There also you can click on Ask Farnoosh and ask me your biggest money question or your career question or question about the show or even comments. I get lots of feedback that way too. And I like to read everything off on the weekends, Saturday and Sunday during the Ask Farnoosh episodes. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. Check you back here tomorrow. In the meantime, hope your day is so money.